0: Uh, yeah, I thought about you this morning just as I woke up as the alarms plinged and I sprang out of bed and then chugged nearly a whole glass of water, as you'd said about the hydration as you wake up. Mm-hmm. I thought, hmm, mm. mm. have- felt, I felt this weird, weird level of nervous energy this morning, like fizzing away, like that I was just almost too... Too hydrated? Too ready <laughs> for stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a Monday morning, that was like a really great feeling. No. I was just like, wow! Mm. I'm like a geyser of uh, enthusiasm.
1: Like the... Um,
0: do I have to calm myself down a bit?
1: The Roselle bunny.
0: Bunny? Uh, maybe, just almost just like I'd been... Yeah. Animated... Um, maybe it was that extra half a cup of water. Was it just a half a cup? Well, I usually have a good sip of water when I wake up, but I just had that extra little bit as I perused the post-thunderstorm sky, um, as it was. After this to... weather,
1: all right, three, on In three, two, two one. one. Give a fuck.
0: Clouds, yeah. apples, biscuits. Religion. FOOK. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes.
1: Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two FOOKS, where we discuss what to give a FOOK about in your busy lives. Rating it from 1 to 10 on the FOOK score. I'm Marius and right next to me
0: is there's an A there's an L together ow okay. that's
1: that's the short version of
0: it that's the short version of it I think I've given the long version of it before yeah, you so have to speak
1: <laughs> yeah We Uh, don't have time for the long version right now. That
0: would be like an episode in itself, (laughs) with all the extra names. Hello, Marius. Hello, Al. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, Dolly. Hello, hello, hello. We hope you are well and uh, either wrapped in a blanket or sat on a bus or doing some interesting task that enables you to listen to a podcast responsibly. Today. Today.
1: Today. Another one rides the bus. <laughs> You've heard about Weird Owl, right?
0: Jankiewicz? I do know of Weird Owl. Yeah. I am Weird Al. You are Weird Owl. <laughs> but there is another one.
1: Called Jankovic.
0: Yeah, he got there before me. Yeah. God. <laughs> but it it's- does show good pedigree for people called Owl Al with also slightly weird names.
1: Yeah, Weird Owl, Jankovic.
0: That's how it is. Yeah. So, you black-clothed, clad individual.
1: Black-clothed? Clothed?
0: Clothed. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good today. Mm. How about you? Oh, Not good. As much black clothes. No, no black
0: uh, t-shirt, regular jeans. I'm just chilling. Yeah. My watch strap needs replacing. Um, for anybody out there wearing a watch, shout out to you. I got uh, a new watch. You got a new watch. A Fitbit watch. Is it a Fitbit watch? Yeah. You hmm. count
1: my steps. See,
0: you went. You went. You went into the PadPad pad digital realm there. Yeah, I did. You did. I
1: really. I. I wanted to get the uh, the aura ring.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: I'll tell you what it is. Lay it on me. It's um. Sleep. That's
0: not one of those ones you wear until you break your uh, virginity. No. No.
1: That's another kind of ring. Okay. It's a sleep tracker. Okay. And an activity tracker. Hmm. It's supposed to be the most one of the most accurate sleep trackers. That's available out there right now. Okay. Um, And I've been more and more interested in how my sleep pattern is. Mm -hmm. The watch does the same thing, though. Okay. Um, But the aura ring gives you a score. A sleep score.
0: (laughs) Well done, Marius. (laughs) You have slept well. It goes from... You have slept badly.
1: Yeah. You get, are on the floor. Get back to bed. <laughs> uh, I think it's from zero to hundred from like a readiness for the day. Okay.
0: And having, is that not then clouding your mental judgment of what you can manage in a day? If it gets you like 30% and you're like, you've got a real busy day ahead. You've
1: got a hundred percent day of in front yeah, of
0: you. Yeah. Like how do you, you got to get on top of that. You have to deal with it. You have Either to deal way. with it. <laughs> yeah, but well, you yeah, oh God, you sound so strict. <laughs> Alright. I'll deal with Hey, that. you only
1: got a thirty percent sleep score, but you got a hundred percent of the day mm. in front of you. You always
0: got a hundred percent of the day. Yeah. There's no not hundred percent days. You gotta you gotta give hundred percent. You gotta get a hundred percent. Yeah. There's no giving without getting. There's no getting without giving. True that, true that life is entropic.
1: Mm-hmm. So um no, but it's interesting to see. Ideally, I want to get eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. But I got this a couple of weeks ago, like three three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I've yet to sleep more than seven hours.
0: Because it'll wake you up. No?
1: No, I'm just not good at sleeping in. Yeah, nor am I.
0: Ever. It's just not in my nature. I'm a morning person. So am I. To maybe that's maybe there's some synchronicity in and the way I, we tackle things. And being I want morning to people. be in bed by like nine o'clock. I do not want to be in bed by nine o'clock. Oh, I can't. There's stuff that I just can't get done. Maybe that's just with the kids thing. Because yeah. nine o'clock, they've barely been in bed for an hour. Yeah, I got to do. <laughs> rudolph
1: <laughs> did you hear the uh alcohol today episode i censored you in oh no
0: <laughs> well i listened to it but i didn't hear i was censored on the draft one
1: no i did it on the, okay. the final, final i didn't one. <laughs> because you said something uh, you um, talked about when you lost weight yeah you lost a ping <laughs> load of weight so i put in a ping thanks
0: ping. although of course we know that We will always be doing our best not to use... uh,
1: Explicit words.
0: Explicit words, but maybe some explicit metaphors. Yeah. Because we do need to remember that this is an adult audience uh, for the most part. And uh, sometimes we might go into those areas... Of explicitness. Of explicitness. And you're going to have to... uh, Strap on and handle it, people, and interpret that how you will. (laughs) Um, Put on your explicit seatbelt and put on your explicit strap on and uh, get ready. (laughs) Um, And we will not make light of any explicit activities with strap ons, of course, because that's your own business, what you do with your own time. And strap on. And your own strap on. Mm -hmm. Um, What I was thinking was almost sleep sounds like it should be a topic in itself. Have it in my book of hook. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, even though we're meandering into our uh, talk time, that uh, I'm going to get myself, and I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to get an old alarm clock, so I don't have my phone in my room either when I sleep. Yeah, but I like no nothing it, other. It vibrates in my brain. Than, this,
1: this is my alarm now. Yeah. I can I can set the alarm from my phone mm. because
0: that's how i operate there you go. see all i want is yeah but
1: i don't have to the have time. the phone with me though that's true so i can just set the alarm mm. and it vibrates and that'll wake me up for sure
0: oh well it will yeah it will it does it might do it does yeah and if you don't wake up it'll give you a it'll vibrate zzz zzz again electric shock yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> we have deleted 10 kronor from your account. No! <laughs> wake up! <laughs> it just starts sending money out of your account if you don't get out of bed.
1: But could you have, like, you said you want to get, like, an old school watch? Alarm clock. Alarm clock.
0: Just so that all I'm doing in my room is sleeping and that will wake me up when it's meant to.
1: The ticking? Clock?
0: No. I. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh okay. my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ticking clocks drive me insane. I can't have, I not have one. When I was small I would go around the house taking batteries out of clocks. You sound just like me. Yeah. When I'm See we've got like two for two now. Yeah. Both get up early people. Can't handle ticking clocks. My watch I can handle, because down there it's yeah, a good it's, mechanism and I can't really hear it. It's not
1: like Oh my goodness me. Um when I moved out from home,
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: I had to get an alarm clock. Mm. So I went to, down to the, um, the alarm clock warehouse. The nearest, all alarm
0: clocks, all the time. The, the nearest one.
1: Uh, mm. And I asked the uh, staff or the uh, person that worked mm. there for a non-ticking alarm clock, a digital one. Mm. That was my only criteria. Mm. He got me one and I was happy with that
0: that's what I'm going to go for this week is just one so that again I can leave my phone I I just don't I I'm I'm gradually just tidying away out of my routines those things that distract me from either finishing a train of thought properly or going to sleep with the book that I've read and even just catching a glance of Phone on the nightstand is enough to just interrupt a train of thought. So I'm just trying to
1: ruin your whole year.
0: <laughs> it will affect my year. True. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe definitely in relation to what I said in, in the conclusion of one of the previous episodes of just tidying away the phone activity, tidying away the Impulse to do stuff like that and check stuff like that. Having more magazines or books around instead. Boops um, Is the nuance to a train of thought and how multiple trains of thought are all happening at different pace at the same time. You... And that you can just gently step between them. But mm-hmm. they all need the time to just gradually unpack themselves, so the time you meet I'm going to meet you at this time, I'm going to meet someone else at that time, by the time you get there the thought pattern has arrived naturally at where it needs to be, and I feel that the checking of the device, the, the phone it's almost like a circuit jammer it or a spanner in a, in the spokes of your bike a little bit, it's like you can still keep going, but it kind of it interrupts the natural way the brain is filtering and prioritizing and uh speaking of phones yeah. and bicycles, yeah, not don't text whilst you're cycling
1: yeah that as well. I've seen many people just riding their bikes, holding their phone with both hands mm. and no hands on the steering wheel, but when I drove home from working. Mm. I saw a guy on a scooter not an electric scooter but just a regular scooter yeah. or yeah, you know, driving with one hand and mm. then he was texting on oh. his
0: phone not a great idea no what did you do
1: oh he was driving on the sidewalk and okay. I was driving on the highway so I couldn't like
0: <laughs> hey hey the irony being you call out, don't do that, and he slips and falls off and hurts himself. Crashes. Yeah.
1: Teach him a lesson.
0: The reaper would be chuckling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, But you mentioned in one of the previous episodes that we should do an experiment with being outdoors. Yeah. You remember that? I do.
0: Is it a date? Are going to do it? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: But I want to add something okay. or rather subtract something. Interesting. Um, I've listened to a podcast called mm. The Minimalists.
0: Yes, you mentioned it. I haven't actually dipped into it myself.
1: One of the guys there usually don't keep track of time. Mm. All of his watches are either set wrong mm. or are covered
0: mhm so so
1: being outdoors yeah without the watch yeah without frame of time and without a phone
0: yeah that sounds nice that would be a fun experiment that sounds lovely yeah really nice mhm are you suggesting that we do that as an episode or we just have some time
1: no, that will be like no no screens, no mm. technology, just woods and downtime. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Uh, the, I, then I, we can
1: talk about it afterwards. Yeah.
0: I was listening to another podcast yesterday, again, the excellent uh Philosophize This by Stephen West and he was talking about Henry David Thoreau and his book Walden and he was an American natural philosopher who went and lived in the woods for two years um, and wrote about the need for prioritizing self uh, against the needs and wills of general society Um, and that kind of equates to that stuff that it is not a reductive thing it's quite the opposite it's about cultivating one's own qualities instead of uh, defaulting to the other things that
1: the norm yeah
0: for sure Um, so yeah I hear hear you I think that sounds like a two fuchs uh, road trip yeah a uh, boot camp an analog uh, boot camp an analog boot camp It's not going to catch on like Woodstock, but... It would be cool to get an analogue camera. Yeah. Record the process. That would be cool. In stills on film. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. And write about it on a pad with a pencil.
1: Oh, the pencil.
0: The pencil. The pencil talk. Yeah, that would be good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be a nice little uh, project to share with people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's got some that's got some legs as they say in the book of legs
1: <laughs> at this moment we're talking nonsense and had to cut it out enjoy this music while you're waiting
0: i just made the symbol of the sun with my hands dawning sun to you a square sun <laughs> yeah have you not seen my son? He's pretty square. <laughs> oh, his son? He, he's robust. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. He's speaks
0: English. He, <laughs> he's now English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. He can count to ten now in English. He's doing good. Right. I'm walking down the road, and I walk into a bar, and the sign over the top of the bar says, Two Fooks Bar, and I walk up to the bar, and I lean on the bar, and there's a man stood there, and his name be Marius, and I say, Hey there, young sir, you look like you give a fook about something. What could that be today? What do you give a fook about? What you give a fook about, son? I work a lot. You do work a lot. I
1: see a lot while... I'm at work Mm -hmm. since I'm working a lot yeah and one day while I was at work there was a guy walking his dog having a cigarette the guy not the dog (laughs) just to be clear (laughs) and the dog had to do some
0: business Mm -hmm. close some accounts
1: yeah Um, And this was a guy, like, from his look, he seemed like someone who didn't give a fook about society. So, his dog Mm -hmm. did his thing, and then he looked around, and then just walked away hmm. leaving the dog business on the sidewalk so that was one day that was one day the next day hmm. the dog business hmm. was still on the sidewalk hmm. and then there was a service person hmm. coming to i think it was i don't remember if it was a um coffee delivering guy or the, was something like that Mm-hmm there was parking spots in front of the sidewalk Mm -hmm. he steps out to his thing and then he comes back and then he took like a small detour around the car Mm -hmm. and then he stepped in the dog business Mm -hmm. so people with dogs please 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 Mm -hmm.
0: pick it up Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100%. It's
1: unnecessary to just leave it there. I mean, if it's it's in if it's in your backyard, okay. I don't find that nice either because I step in people's backyards mm. when I clean windows. Mm. I have stepped in dog business before mm. while I'm working. Mm. Even on Patios. Mm. People let their dogs out. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you. Yeah, you, 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 you. And I've stepped in dog business on the patio. Mm.
0: It's 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 such a weird one, yeah, because it's uh, it. What do you say? It's a byproduct of. Uh, culture that is so badly supported um, with the occasional bin for your uh, bagged up picked up uh, dog business <laughs> as you call it it's like he's an accounts broker <laughs> I'm going to do some business uh but it see, I mean, if you think people have had dogs, people have domesticated animals for quite a while, yeah. And uh, the that, infrastructure for dog business is hugely lacking in the but general. That's our fault. I think it's a mutual. I mean, if you look at the links, the dog can't do no. Anything I didn't about mean it. the dog. I mean, I meant, uh, the, I mean the society.
1: Yeah, I mean, I meant humans. Yeah, yeah, are responsible for not having the structure to yeah, get of rid course. of the dog business.
0: What's the dog gonna do? Do the, business. The dog didn't ask to be domesticated. Cats asked to be domesticated. They (laughs) did ask about that. (laughs) Yeah, they just—they just (laughs) cats are just so. I mean, uh, the reason I made a little note just now is because, as a cat owner, I'm aware that there is a uh, duplicitous issue. Yeah, one, two, three, four. One. Because cats, uh, people who have cats, like, hey, cats don't do anything. Yeah, cats go other places and do things. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, Not ours though no of course our cats there's nothing wrong but
1: they are outside yeah and then they want to get in Mm -hmm. they do the business in the litter box and then they go back outside
0: that's very well trained
1: cats Mm, but it's annoying though when you have three of them
0: yeah, but there you go. I mean, what, what where wherein is the divide here? Like, at least I want a it. pet, but it's a bit annoying it does some business. Not in your case, because you explained the cat litter thing, but with the dog do out in public areas.
1: When, I, when uh, I think about it, though, it's better that they get in and do it in the litter box mm-hmm. than the neighbor's mm. garden or whatever.
0: I mean... Uh, 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 I am very conscious of, obviously, the cat thing. Uh, I will say I do see a bit of a difference because the cats, or at least the what our cat is eating and doing as business is uh, a pretty, well, let's think of it as manure, let's think of it as we we put, Cow business and chicken business and all kinds of other business, even human business when it's been refined into land for fertilizer. That's what it does good for. Um, our cat business, she eats sort of dry biscuits and what comes out is more or less dry, dry biscuits. I <laughs> mean, it's, uh, in, it's in our flower beds and we pick it up or whatever. Okay. What dogs on the whole are fed is also quite, can be quite dubious. Um... Not the dry stuff, but the wet food and anything. Again, it's like a human, like meat-related stuff. There's a huge issue with what they're being fed, uh, which, I mean, if you're a person and you're eating animal, what's coming out of you is also slightly dubious (laughs) business um but i mean when it's out in public uh certainly when you see it out, out on walk routes on cycle paths on around uh town areas you're thinking kids you're thinking where people are, are like uh, walking it's on the shoes it's everywhere if possible i mean i would think people would if they had a dog they'd pick up the business but you've just pointed out that that then isn't always the case no uh, we have talked about the sanitary nature of public bathrooms. And people leave that in a mess too. Um, That's
1: probably the same person who would not pick up after their dog. Their dog.
0: Hmm. Maybe. S- their dog's dog.
1: I like the eggs. You like the eggs? I like
0: the eggs. You seen Snatch? <laughs> no. Well, yes, but I don't remember that particular no. bit. Oh, it's fun. Um I will give, again, my... I think of things and I can't get the names uh, without checking the articles and stuff. But there, in where I grew up, the Malvern Hills area, there is an inventor who's done a lot of great stuff with uh, oh, all sorts of great things: miniature cameras and sustainable energy since the eighties. And uh, miniature cameras are for um, thermal uh, um, analysis of buildings, so they can be better insulated. And all these great inventions. One of his inventions is uh, the Malvern Hills has 110, give or take, gas lamps that were put in in Victorian times. He created a bio uh, generator that can fuel all the gas lamps on the Malvern Hills by taking dog business in the bags, dropped off, and turn them into biogas. Really? So all the hill routes have the waste bags for dog business. He will go and collect it all, put it into the biogenerator. It creates biogas that you, that fuels all the gas lamps.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Isn't that something? That's really cool. That's really cool. This guy is a bit of a legend in terms of inventing and again, he's been going with sustainable stuff since the early 80s, so he's been very concerned about that. I think he's worked with NASA, he's worked with the government, English government uh, development systems, uh, but that is That's just super a brilliant impressive. system. Um, so, who would have thought about that? I don't know. It's brilliant. I mean, that's the thing. It's a resource. His point is, and I read an article, a lot of which I've maybe forgotten at this moment, but he says it's a resource. It's wasted energy. Yeah. So every time you see that, it's not only a bacteria nightmare for kids and people and stuff just lying there. It's also wasted energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing I made a note for a topic which we may come to another time but the idea of sort of sustainable energy Um, and once you start thinking of that you start looking at a lot of things that are thrown away as potential renewable energy Yeah. Um, if that is one of the Sort of grimace and grump points of uh, sort of uh, a pristine society. Some dog business. Uh, I mean, if that could be giving energy back to the um, local environment, yeah. then that's that would be a great thing. That's great. I think that would get people on board. Um, or maybe not. Maybe people who do that anyway wouldn't give a crap. That kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. He
1: will just leave it there either way.
0: So, okay, what do you do about that? How do you get that person, that stereotype, to give a fook about what their dog is doing?
1: I think you have to call them out.
0: Hmm. Can I be very contrite and say, did you call him out?
1: I was too far away. Hmm. I was
0: hey. in the lift, hey, yeah. pressure washing don't, don't uh, hey! <laughs> pick up that
1: <sighs> or just carry around bags and pick it up and say
0: well that's yeah that's and a, give it to him there is I've been told that there is a website for this region of and I think every region where you can uh, notify particular areas of environmental concern which can equate to a lot of dog business for example um but also the cycle path along the fjord near where we live which sounds like an incredibly fancy privileged sentence to say um Scherbein? no the one uh past Hillborg going to Marior towards Vollen the is that Schwerin okay yeah um that stretch is seriously lacking in uh, trash cans
1: it is beautiful though
0: not for long i mean we've done beach pluck of trash yeah. along there and it is horrific just from what comes to that small part of the coast yeah i mean it is pretty sickening I'm not being reactionary like... Oh, I don't like picking up plastic. But when you're picking up noodle, uh, noodles, I was going to say. Uh, needles, Are there noodles there? No, there's not noodles there. Oh. Needles. Needles is Infinite else. amount of Q-tips. Yeah. And then also... But that's per- coming person from, business.
1: But that's coming from the uh, ocean, though, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think people are walking around Q-tips and just throwing. No, no, way. no.
0: But my point being that that whole path, if you wanted to dispose of your dog, do as you were walking that way, same. you have to wait several kilometers to do it.
1: Yeah. Same with the uh, street down below here, Pedersgata. Mm. I think it's like two or three garbage cans. Mm.
0: For um, the whole length.
1: Yeah.
0: It's almost like they want us to be grubby. Yeah. I also feel that, it, uh, again, I don't want to insinuate that the whole solution here is to put weight on the general council to make better facilities because this isn't both ends. It's on the individual not to do that or if it does happen to pick it up. But it is on the infrastructure of a developed city to also make it possible.
1: I Mean there's more bike parking <laughs> yeah, options than there are garbage cans around here. Yeah. It's a cycling town.
0: Yeah. yeah, but interesting point. Yeah. Really interesting point.
1: They just put up four or five new of those aluminum they look like a bike. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. So you can park your bike and lock your bike there. hmm
0: So this is, I think this is also worth kind of ring fencing that we're talking about a very Stavanger Pacific, uh, Stavanger Pacific, Stavanger specific thing here maybe, Um, but your city, wherever you're living uh, and listening in, will have the same issue, it will have the same needs or resources or lack thereof in relation to this issue of uh, dog business in public places.
1: There should at least be one garbage can on each block.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, I know that there's public initiatives to not do this or to not...
1: Put out more garbage cans? No,
0: to not drop or to leave dog business. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Norway, I always thought it was kind of funny. Because uh, in England, like your trash cans, for example, are yours. Yeah, that's mine. That's my house. That's my trash can. It's mm. sacred. And I always wondered why people were using other people's trash cans. Of course, I know now that it was people with uh, who had plucked up dog business on the way and dropped it in a trash can, the closest one to where they are. Because brilliant. you don't
1: want to carry it around for 10 blocks. Yeah, but
0: brilliant. Fine. Do that. That's great. That, I mean, But I didn't kind of grasp that in the initial time I was here. I didn't quite... But that... Would, why is he just using that trash can? But on that house... Ah, okay. It's that.
1: It's the closest one. Yeah, fine. It's, it's garbage. You don't want to yeah. carry it around for yeah. ever.
0: And fine. That's the... That's the group communal thing. I think you touched on a very interesting point is... Is the responsibility then on the uh, other member of society who witnesses or sees this to willy-nilly... Go around picking up business that they find or that is nothing to do with they don't have a dog or don't whatever. But in the interest of general pu- public safety, going and picking them up too.
1: Would be a social, social gesture. Yeah. Kind of.
0: It would be a social gesture. It would just be also be nice if there was something like that initiative to, to do something with it so it's not just getting put into ever increasing amounts of landfill uh, or burnt or whatever it is that's done. Um, so I think that is a, a, something to give a lot of folks about yeah. and to be hugely aware of, perhaps need to be quite critical of um but much as a good friend of mine says uh, when there are instances of people struggling with um mental health if they're in sort of violent frames of mind those people probably needed help before yeah. they did the violent thing um Which and is true. during and after so there is a idea of awareness and if that awareness includes also social shaming then if that helps that person to be more aware of their actions without having to go so far as being specifically pointed out, like, hey, you, you in the street, why did you do that? Hey, everybody, really look at him. I if think that could somehow be a bit more engendered in advance, uh, that would be good.
1: I also think that person walking his dog don't use a helmet if he's going to ride a bike Hmm. or use a seatbelt if he's driving a car hmm he's too cool interesting yeah really I think so
0: I wouldn't associate that act with coolness but maybe maybe you draw the parallel to that someone acting as though everything's fine
1: Um, I don't care I don't want to pick up yeah I don't care I don't want to use the seatbelt hmm I don't care, I'm going to text and drive.
0: I think, I mean, someone sent me uh, a very... Also,
1: the dog he had was, he wasn't a chihuahua.
0: It was a big dog. Yeah. Woof, 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 big dog. Um, A friend of mine, uh, a very good uh, friend uh, who, she's super aware and super concerned about things. She's younger, so she's all in the maelstrom of the social network world and she sent me a post of uh, a picture of four people on a boat one end is in the water sinking and people are bailing it out and two people are sat at the other end uh having Playing a lot time and having a nice time and they're saying to each other god glad the hole in the boat's not at our end <laughs> and i said to her true the point is here that we pity the people sat at the other end saying it's glad it's not at our end because people bailing out people looking and accepting what a potentially troubled uh threatened grubby uh infringed state that we live in existentially are the ones who are going to try and do something about it yeah and they're going to try and help themselves, they might try and help people around them, they're going to be more aware and should the SHIT hit the fan and things go wrong, they will have been aware of what it means to live the life they're living. The people at the other end are still going to drown and they're not going to know what it's have meant to have lived. Yeah. And I think if we can be so bleak as to draw a comparison to, uh, to that, then, uh, then we can do that. Yeah. Um, let's rate this topic. Picking up after your dog. How would you rate it? I'm gonna say. Oh, uh, I want to say top score. Um, I'm gonna have to accept that tiny bit of cat ownership guilt and responsibility. So I can't say I am guilt free because uh, I don't go around the neighborhood picking after my cat. Should I put that on myself? I you think.
1: don't know where it goes, though.
0: No. True. But I, I'm still aware of it. You know. I could put a GPS tracker on her poops. Pooptracker.com
1: <laughs> CatGPSPoopTracker.com
0: <laughs> Yeah. Have you not been to CatGPSPoopTracker.com? Put put it's, it's the new hot website. Yeah. For hot poop. Um, so I'm going to say Nine. Very important, uh, and I am not guilt-free as a animal owner.
1: I'm going to say nine
0: point five.
1: Cool, bravo, bravo, bravissimo, bravo, bravissimo,
0: Bravo Well, um, dunking the. F- giving over to you. Oh, I can see it. It's coming through the air. Oh, it's going to take... You. Oh, I demand... Oh, I've taken the responsibility. What's it going to be? If Literally, the two of these topics almost couldn't be further apart. <laughs> but maybe they are nebulous of one another. Um, oh, I'm just going to keep rolling. Uh, I'm going to say the topic that I think we... Should potentially give more of a fook about. Is death. Uh, I think. It is perhaps. In our. Way of dealing with. The lives that we have. In the culture and the things that we do. We're perhaps scared. Into doing things that seem like they curtail. Death or avoid it. Um, But I think there is uh, something quite existential spiritual about trying to not get lost in thinking about it but look at what we might want to do with our lives before that inevitability comes along yeah um i'm going to speak from personal experience here i i get very freaked out about people talking about how they are setting up, looking after themselves for a later life and how all the securities are in place and how working life leads towards a comfortable life later. I'm literally thinking about now. Today. Today.
1: Maybe, if, maybe tomorrow.
0: If the, the Reaper comes... if the Knock, Reap, knock, the Reap, knock. If Who's the there? Reaper comes knocking now... Oh, my gosh, I want to be ready to say, all right, I am going to fight you on every single corner here. I am not going anywhere unless you forcefully take me, but I want to be as aware and as proud as I can be about the life I've been given to live. Uh, and I will try and live it as honestly and openly as I possibly can. And there is then only one certainty in that. Um, and that is, it will stop at some point.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah, that's it. That, I mean, and, and I think even saying that out loud, acknowledging that, is quite a liberating, quite scary thing. Um But if we look at all of the main cultures that have come before and been so formative for our psychological lives and our religious lives and our cultural and personal lives, they have all made serious assessments, stories, structures that acknowledge and work with this idea of finality uh, and that this is one part of an experience and there was a before and there will be an after on a matter level and on an atomic level and on a cosmic infinite level. And it's... The opposite of getting lost in that. It's not getting lost in that. I think thinking about those things actually nourishes life. Um, What are your thoughts? On death? Hmm. How, How do you perceive the topic when I present it?
1: it's hard to um it's probably the most uncertain thing out there hmm. because we don't we don't know anything about it hmm. other than it's coming it's going to be one day that's the that's the certain part of it but what happens after that it's Nobody knows. And what we do until that day should be something we can be proud of.
0: Hmm. Is it like the law of averages that we both happen to be two people who... Don't I mean? And I'm asking you specifically, like a question here. I'm not leading, but are we two people who have no specific belief framework that says there is a prescribed course or narrative to an afterlife? Um, you you strike me as quite a here now kind of person in your life philosophy
1: yeah I don't think there's an afterlife
0: Hmm. I mean we say it so casually but that like sweeps away 80% or 90% of religions and (laughs) faith groups (laughs) Um, but I mean I would be interested what any listener with any belief or faith structure would be thinking as we're talking about this because A lot of the ways that I think we connect with it may be the natural world um, or the experience of daily life. And that's why I kind of didn't want to wait to bring the topic up. It was like avoidance. uh, Tomorrow could be too late. Yeah, and that's kind of why I thought it was relevant. And it's almost like we almost shouldn't be superstitious either. Even saying "There's oh, tomorrow could be too late. What might happen tomorrow? Oh, beckoning the end. It's uh, There's no beckoning. There is no, like, uh, hocus pocus. Bear in mind what I've talked about, the power of being able to work with the self in a sort of a positive, um, magical way. But there is no... Hocus pocusing with uh, superstition here and saying, Oh, you mentioned something, and it's If we go a priori after experience of the lives around us and the people we know, we are alive at this point. Many people are not. We have known mm. people who are not anymore, and we will not be at some point. Yeah. It's pretty cut and dried. I think there's a I mean, I have two children and I believe it is my job, my role to raise them as engaged and focused in living their lives as is possible. Um and yeah, to embrace life. Um And yet there always seems to be like a level to the discussion which isn't quite deep enough. Uh, So I wonder whether this is where the whole history of prayer and meditation um, and consideration of death in the ancient Egyptian way or in the Greek gods or in the uh, ideas of astrology. uh, These systems were all set in place to consider better what is actually happening as you're alive? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the I, only thing we
1: know for certain is right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't even what we don't even know what happens tomorrow or an hour from now. No. We know what have happened mm-hmm. and what is happening, mm-hmm. but we don't know what is going to happen.
0: And I I mean, this almost links up with one of our previous topics about the idea of uh, freedom of speech. Uh, The the urgency of uh, just trying to engage with what you think and what you feel and what's happening around you and also relating to the topic of magic, feeling strong in yourself enough, calm enough. To say, this is what I feel and this is what I think. And I, on the whole, wish good. And I want to help the world around me and the people in it as much as I can. You don't even really need to say, because dot, dot, dot. I won't be around forever. Like, alright, well then you. You can't save everything and you can't do everything. But we can embrace the chance to be grateful for the position we find ourselves in but also not waste it because that that's it there is there isn't a second run there isn't a round two every single phase of life we're living is the one phase that it will be and
1: and how lucky are we mm. to be like where we are living Mm. In this time Mm. and and place, compared to people in war areas, or yeah.
0: Well, I heard. I mean, again, Stephen West, doing the philosophise this, made a great um, analogy, a metaphor, saying how interesting it is to see people queuing in line to buy a lottery ticket in the Western world. Because essentially what they're doing is hoping to win the lottery twice. Because being born into a Western country, statistically, has already won the lottery.
1: We could be in a place where they don't have clean water Mm. and have to walk 10 days to get a cup of water.
0: Mm. And this touches perhaps on another topic, which I've thought about to mention another time, which is we live in a time when there are more and more people all the time and you can argue the idea of why having children well it is a primal impulse of ours as a creature we are able to think whether that's a good idea or not but we also have to accept the reality that with all of these more people there will need to be some of them who are aware of this fact and want to try and help and spread good and be a Contributing member of a ever-increasing society and that is what I think is the responsibility of a parent to do in the acknowledgement of life yeah um are you scared of death I must have like butterflies in my tummy it's like saying things out loud which like you really don't ask yourself
1: am I scared of death I'm not scared of death I'm more scared of how Hmm. I wouldn't be not that I can choose but I don't hope I don't get burned to death or experience a horrible accident mm. where i'm alive for too long before mm. i'm going out mm. i'm more afraid of the process the process of dying mm. than the actual death mm. I think when we die, we just the lights are out. Book closed, door closed, lights out. Hmm.
0: And I—I I mean that definitely comes back to this, perhaps strange relation I feel I have to some of the things in what we're meant to do a lovely lady I know who's had some hefty troubles in her personal and family life said well maybe the the uh the a4 standard family life that I thought I was living isn't important because things fell apart and now I have to pick up the pieces and try and live a normal life again yeah um and uh, as you say, like if it's lights out at the end, uh I don't think it's weird that sometimes you look at the things that you're meant to do and everybody's meant to do in a standard kind of societal way and and you're kind of like, what well, I can't quite wrap my head around that at this moment. Maybe with age comes if you get that far, the knowledge that at a younger age really try and in this part of the world in this society protect yourself economically and those sorts of things if you possibly can but if I'm honest there is still a bit of me that's like but yes there's still a percentage of my energy that I could be putting into living more vibrantly now um instead of just
1: working towards pension and then and then start living uh,
0: to an extent yes but i don't feel i have the benefit of experience to say that because i'm not at that point yeah um i think there comes into really tricky territory that we as a society owe it to one another to talk perhaps more openly about what the life cycle means And that young people, middle-aged people, older people and the elderly and infirm don't just all live in boxes for themselves but are all representations of this big life cycle. And it really helps perhaps learning and talking about the the pitfalls and the errors and the positive celebrations that can come from each different phase of life uh, in light of the fact that it will stop it's a phenomena
1: do you I've heard people writing books about death and or like doing research about the human life hmm. and going to uh, elderly home no Gomliam.
0: Yeah, like a, a home for the elderly or, yeah. Yeah,
1: home for. Retirement home. Retirement home, okay. Wouldn't that be. Yeah. 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 Visiting, yeah. visiting people on their close to end of life, mm. asking if they have regrets mm. and. Most people say that they have regrets doing or not doing things.
0: Mm.
1: Which is something I want to implement more mm. for my myself. Mm. I don't want to look back and, oh, I wish I did this and I wish I did that rather doing more Mm. for myself than Mm. for others not in a selfish way but not so when I'm at the end point don't look back and regret all all the things I didn't do
0: that is uh, I think a clear and honest way of celebrating the life that you do have and also trying to do that respectfully yeah with I also
1: basic. I also want to do good for others mm. But It's My life mm. Good day Hello, hello Hello, hello. hello fooder. Går det bra? Ja no. Det er bra. Will you bara lock the door, so we'll just end the innspilling
0: When the Reaper comes knocking. Um, yeah. So, I think that... I was worried, I was genuinely worried, like flagging this up as a topic, and that it would be wading into something, but it feels quite (laughs) good to have actually said it out loud, Yeah. and I'm very grateful for hearing your very honest and delicate words on it too, Uh, and I hope that as we've said... Are you afraid of dying though, or death? Are you afraid of death? I think you articulated it very well to say the how. The how is a concern, but I think I'm only that's a fear for sort of how that would be experienced for me. And that's not what I would really wanna get lost in um I would only be scared for death in the respect that I could no longer be the the that which I need to be or that which I am. To my wife and my children. Yeah. And. That would. uh, That's more a motivation. Right now. To try and be the best me I can be. At this point for them. And for myself.
1: You're not getting a second chance. Like we talked about.
0: Yeah and I'm not. I'm not scared of. The what will eventually be a, a, a non-living, a, a non-existence. Um, there is, and we can come to this another day. I do have a a kind of belief or a kind of faith in the greater life cycle as a whole that I think I'm part of, and that we're all part of. And I feel it's my duty to try and embrace and understand that as much as I can whilst I'm here. Um, I would say I'm going to try and be a big boy and bite my lip and not cry. And if it was scared, then I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to try and be brave about it all and yeah. uh, think about my family. And think about all the generations that have got me to where I am. And yeah, when it comes to that time, I I hope I can have a sense of gratitude. And at, at least some semblance of that I've done what I could to be the best i can be for myself and for the people around me um but as you say the the circumstance of that is such a tricky territory yeah uh but if it was an on-off then i hope uh i can be brave enough not to be scared and i only think i can cultivate that bravery by embracing life and living uh, have you
1: experienced someone close to you die like, literally, see them go pass away.
0: My grandfather, uh, within a couple of days, uh, I didn't see him go, no, but we were there, uh, as he was crossing over, if you want to say like that. And I like wrote a poem a about it a couple can, of days
1: before, yeah, yeah.
0: And I can, I can find that poem to read another day, um. If I can use him as an example, he did what I would hope to be able to do with his life. Uh, Got to an age where he could see his grandchildren find their way um, and maneuvered his own personal life. Um, And yeah, I still think of his expression as clearly now. As a kind of expression, one would hope for, in a sense of, I don't know, excitement. That's it. That's the that's the sign off. Yeah. Um, if you can't do it again, then hopefully, at the point at which you have to conclude, you can be
1: proud of what
0: you did yeah so on our (laughs) amusing uh what we always set out for the fuk score to be which was a way to care about something uh then it's it's given us a framework in order to grapple with some of these things a little bit and hopefully for our listeners, if they've been able to bear with us on this uh, journey. <laughs> uh, not an afterlife journey, but an during life journey. Luckily. Uh, then uh, we can give a big shining score to the topic of death, which is only a word and only an idea. Yep. But in terms of a word and idea to discuss, then it's... I think, pretty important. Um, So, I don't know whether to say 10 out of 10 for death. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Scoring high. Uh, What do you think? I think... It's almost you can flip it the other way around and say you shouldn't think too much about it and just get on with the living bit.
1: Yeah, but again, that would make you sloppy. Yeah. I think it's better to embrace it mm. and live, like you said, the best version of yourself until the light goes off. Mm. So, I'm going to give it a 10.
0: I'm going to give it a 10. Thank you. Thank you. We'd be interested with your thoughts on this topic and any topic. So, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can um, get through to the Instagram um, at at 2Fooks. And you can hit us on the Facebook, which is at 2Fooks with three O, And you can also send us an email at... Info at
1: twofooks.com info at twofooks.com
0: and thank you for listening thank you for listening we'll be back another day
1: thank you for being here
0: thank you for being here
1: and this is my office so (laughs) it would be weird if I came and you were here before me (laughs) that would be worrying
0: it's just nice to be here
1: it's nice to have you here (sighs)
0: Are there any folks here? Fooks. The time for Fooking is done. We're Fooking done. <laughs> You're Fooking done.